We're in the, the third week of a four-week sermon series, you could call it, on our, the vision of the Grace Works. And so uh, at the end of the book of Jonah, we decided this might be a good time. A lot of new families have moved into the area, maybe are checking us out. Uh, we had quite a few families PCS out over the summer. And so we find ourselves with a little bit of a turnover. And so we thought there would be a lot of value going over what our vision is, who we are as the Grace Works. Uh, kind of lets you know what we're all about. And is this a place that you could see yourself and your family worshiping in. And so uh, we've talked about worship services built on grace. What does that look like? What does it take to run a worship service? Uh, And why we do the things that we do. Why we place certain values on whether it's our music, our preaching, the style of preaching we do, uh, you know, having communion every week, the children's ministry, all that good stuff. Then we talked about families, families built on grace. Again, as a, as a, as a, a group here, the Grace Works Church, we want to focus in on helping you become more like the men and women that God has called you to be once you've placed your faith in Jesus Christ. What does that look like? Well, as we move down that path of discipleship and we grow in our faith, we also should be growing in our family, in our familial structure. We want dads to be better husbands and to be better dads, and we want uh, women to be better wives and to be better moms, and and, uh, the kids, we want to help them grow into young disciples, right, and and, and support what you're teaching them at home. And, And if you're single, we want you to come in here and see what families do look like in case God calls you to that place, but also to realize the importance of being single. And that it's okay to be in this place and in this season. And what does God want me to do? And how can I influence my church family? And if you're an older couple or, 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 you know, and you find yourself on the opposite end, your kids have all moved away, we want you to know that there's a ton of value coming here, being involved in this church and feeding into the younger families, feeding into the children who are there. Be mentors in those relationships. So we, we wanted to show that last week that when we talk about families, it's just not the families with young kids, but it's all of us, and it's so important. And, and and today we're going to look at, at week, uh, the third part, uh, week three here. We're going to be looking at community groups and the idea of community. Uh, and then next week, like I said, we're going to be doing week four. We're going to be outside the walls. We're going to be serving uh, Chloe Clark in the city of DuPont and, and, and getting our hands dirty and making a difference. And then the following week, we'll be starting into a, a sermon series on the book of Mark. So you kind of know where we're going in the next three weeks uh, and getting us into that sermon series uh, going through the book of Mark. So over the next couple weeks, if you want to get ahead, you could start looking at reading uh, in the book of Mark. Start preparing your heart uh, for the growth that God is going to have for you through his word uh, in those things. And, and so today I want to show you, I want to I kind of teach on the theology of community groups, you could say, and, and show you that I need you. Not just to fill these seats on Sunday morning, but I need you, and you need me. And I think as we look at the, the scripture that we're going to look out, out of Acts, uh, and then as we apply that to who we are and what we're uh, trying to do, um, you'll see that, that it really does flow uh, nicely with God's plan for us. So um, community groups, we believe they're, they're biblical in the sense that God has called us to live life together. Okay, to, to be together, not just on Sunday morning, but throughout the, the, the week. 
And, and so we're going to look at the early church and, and see what they were doing and know that what they were doing and what they had to go through is different than what we're doing and what we have to go through. And yet we believe that God is faithful and, and the book of Acts was written for a reason. And so we see some nuggets in there that we can pull out of Acts chapter 2 and that we can apply to our lives and that we can grow on. Not everything can happen on a Sunday morning, okay? We can have an incredible worship time led by our worship team, and, and Hayden works hard on that all week long to get it to where it's supposed to be. Uh, and, and you can come in here, and you can find yourself in the presence of the Lord, and that's great, and that's what we want for you, but that isn't enough. You can uh, listen to myself or Dave preach a sermon uh, on, a, on a particular passage out of God's word and you can hear something and you can even be uh, motivated or encouraged by the Holy Spirit to change something in your life and you can start making steps towards making a change and becoming a different person uh, and yet we want to acknowledge that just listening to us once a week is not enough. If you're not involved in community outside of Sunday morning, you are missing out on what the church needs to be. I would say uh, you're missing out on over 50% of what you uh, should be getting through your church relationships, the family that we are here. Uh, and, 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 and church is meant for so much more than the couple of hours that we spend here on Sunday morning. So let's read through this, this section, this powerful section of the Bible here in Acts chapter 2, uh, this section on the early church, and then we'll dissect it and see what God has for us. So starting in Acts chapter 2, verse 42, it says, And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, uh, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to the prayers. And awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were gathered and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking the bread in their homes, they received their food with gladness and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Sorry about that. My finger got a little fast there. So we see there a great story in Acts, and, and, and there's a few things that are pointed out as to how the early church was interacting with each other. And, and now we're going to take a moment to kind of see the how of community groups. What, what is going on there, how we do it, and why we do it. And, and then we're going to go back after we look at that into Acts chapter 2 and, and look a little bit more in that text. Community groups can do even uh, more than these four things that we're going to point out, these four tenets, uh, but, but we need to be doing at least these four things to accomplish really what I think God has called for us to do here at the Grace Works, especially through community or community groups. So the four tenets that we try to propose and push forward and move through our community groups is, in no particular order, teaching some for, sort of a challenge from God's Word. Now, most of the groups here do discussion questions based on the sermon that was preached that week. 
Okay, so if you're thinking about uh, hosting a community group or facilitating, and really facilitating is asking questions, a uh, community group, but you're like, man, alive, I, I just don't have time to do a ton of studying and prepping of, a, of another Bible study to then share with the group, know that one of the ways that we, in, we actually promote doing these community groups is with follow-up questions that are written by uh, the pastors that are preaching that week. And so what we ask our facilitators to do is to read the question and then to be quiet for a minute. We don't need you to teach on it. We're hoping that everybody can teach each other. Now, as a facilitator, we hope and pray that you do have the biblical knowledge to not only ask the question, but also steer the group if they get off track a little bit back towards what God's word says. But we're not asking you to preach or to teach another sermon or sermonette on a community group night, right? We want to apply what God's word is teaching us. So they'll ask a simple question. Hopefully they'll be quiet at that point. A few people will bring up ideas or thoughts, and then you can move into uh, how can we apply this to our lives? How can this make a change in our lives? So there's some sort of teaching, but really, uh, I believe that any one of you would be capable of doing it. It's more of a, a facilitation of a conversation. That's our goal. That's our hope. The second thing is prayer. Um, and you may say, hey, I don't like praying in, in groups. Okay, well, I understand that, but I still have a couple of thoughts on that for you. Now, when I get together with my community group, not everyone prays out loud, and that's okay. And nobody's going to force you to pray out loud, right? But also, along that same lines, I believe that we should stretch ourselves. We should grow. And one of those areas that you may want to grow in because you've never done it before or you're deathly afraid of it would be in the area of prayer. And this is a great place to do it because you have four or five other families there. The kids a lot of times are in another room, maybe watching a movie or, or playing with toys. And you have a small group of adults there where you can pray and you don't have to impress anybody. You're just talking to God. And so praying out loud, praying for each other, living our lives together, knowing what's going on, and it's an opportunity to pray, right? Because... We are going to be in communion or conversation or interacting with God for eternity when we get to heaven. And God desires for us to pray to him, to boldly approach the throne of grace. We have been invited to do that. And so a community group is a great place to learn to pray. But know that you will not be forced to do that. But we want to teach something. We want to pray. And then the third thing I wanted to bring up is the idea of fellowship. Okay, if you're an introvert, you might see that and go, man, that's the last thing I need during the week is another opportunity to be forced to engage with people that I don't really know or don't necessarily even want to know. Nothing against them, but I'm an introvert, right? I don't want to do that. But God has called us to Christian fellowship. We need to learn to enjoy life with each other. It's biblical. We see it in there. We need to be able to talk to each other. We need to be able to laugh with each other. We need to have fun with each other. We need to be able to cry with each other. And that's going to happen at community groups. As you get to know people on a deeper level, right, the intimacy will grow and you will find friendships 
inside of even that small community group. Another area in that fellowship I kind of touched on already is the idea of getting seriously deep, right? Or that intimacy or however you want to phrase it, but that idea that I can come to you and I can express to you what's going on in my life, things that are hard, things that are happening to me that aren't necessarily appropriate for me to share here at church, or you just don't have the time on the way in while you're grabbing a donut and some coffee, or on the way out with all the kids running around in here, there's not necessarily an opportunity here on a Sunday morning to share that. And then what happens typically is you go home and and you get to hold on to that all week long if you don't have that group of people that you can engage with. And so it's an opportunity to come together in a very appropriate way, be able to share the things that are hurting you, that are burdening you, that you're struggling with. Now, we want to acknowledge that sometimes some things are best shared with, uh, from a woman to other women or from a man to other men. Our goal in community groups is that you're getting to know those other people in the group with you. So that when I need to share something that's, that's really frustrating me or hurting me or, 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 or something that I'm struggling with, that I can call up my friend Joe and I can say, hey, Joe, can we grab a coffee this afternoon? Can we get together? I need to talk to you. And that friendship that's developed there and grows deeper every week at community group now has become one where I can say, I know Joe. I know he wants the best for me. I know that he's my friend, and I know that he loves Jesus. And so now I can call him up. We can get together. I can talk about the areas I'm struggling in. He can now pray for me. He can bring in other ideas or other men from our church uh, to come along and support me through that. And I see that starting in community groups, the depth of friendship. Popping back up to the first one really quick before we move into service outreach, though, that enjoying each other, laughing and fun, uh, the, the, the kind of the lighter stuff. I've also seen that benefit families who move into this community, don't really know anybody. They come to a community group, they get to know each other, and then as they're realizing, hey, I really need to pull up this carpet that's been in this house for 20 years, put down some hardwood floor, and all of a sudden six or seven people from the community group come over, and they're helping him lay out the laminate that he would have had to do on his own right? Or maybe try to get a buddy from work to come over and help. And yet the community group comes around. And I've seen that multiple times, not just with flooring, but painting or moving things. That's what community is. So that we know we have each other's back and that fellowship that can come in that. The, the fourth and final thing is service outreach. Something we like to do as a church, something we're doing next week as a church. Uh, we also see that dimension in community groups. It's probably the one that we ignore the most because it's not necessarily something you're talking about every week. But we have had community groups over the years put together Operation Christmas Children boxes or send letters uh, to missionaries or uh, come along and, and, and do a outreach on a Saturday morning with a local ministry opportunity as a community group. And that's something I think that as we move into this next season, we can get better at. But uh, we want to be able to serve together. We want uh, to do service outreach as a group. I should have been clicking these in, so if you're taking notes, I apologize. But we first saw teaching. Okay, it's a facilitation. You don't have to be a college professor to teach. We see an opportunity to pray. 
We need to be praying for each other and with each other. We're not going to force you to do it, but it'll give you an opportunity to grow in conversating or conversing with God the Father, right? Having that conversation. Fellowship, so important, and service outreach. Now, these four tenets don't just come out of the air. We didn't just pluck them out. Uh, Ten years ago when we were getting ready to launch the Graceworks down in Lacey, it, we didn't just pull these out of the air. We see them in the passage that we just read. So we're going to hop right back into that. Um, why you need community, group, and, and that opportunity uh, for the teaching, the growth that can happen there, it gives you an opportunity to stu- study further into God's Word, to engage with it not only on Sunday morning right? We want you to engage and, and, and find the tension in the passage and allow that tension to cause you to grow, to cause you to be challenged. If you are banking that Sunday morning is all the spiritual food that you need, you are going to find yourself starving as a Christian. We can't give you enough on Sunday morning to, in a healthy way, get you to the next Sunday, Right? A healthy spiritual diet, you need to be fed often. And so one of the ways that if you're struggling in getting back into God's word is, is through a community group and that teaching, right? You can, you can learn uh, in the middle of the week. You have another opportunity to engage with God's word, right? And, and so you get to teach each other. At the Graceworks, it's not just Dave and myself that get up here and and teach you. We want to make sure that you guys are equipped so that you can help each other learn and grow, right? We play a part in each other's spiritual lives. We are used by God in the growth and in the health of those who attend the Graceworks Church, right? There's interaction. We're asking questions, And then we're letting everybody talk. And in those conversations, sometimes more questions come up. And in a very good way, you may only get through one or two of the four or five questions that were given to you for that week. Because there's follow-up conversation. It's a conversation starter. It's not heavy teaching, but it allows you to engage with God's word. There may be different perspectives in the group. Even things that Dave or I might miss preaching from up here. And there's value in those. And yet, if you're not engaging with other people, you might miss out on that. And it's hard to do that on a Sunday morning. If somebody raises their hand while I'm trying to teach and I stop and I engage with them, uh, you know, it it could get uh, a little bit long and you guys already think I'm long. So uh, (laughs) we probably don't want to engage in that way. So teaching is very important and that gives you that opportunity. And we see that there in Acts uh, 2, verse 42 there, the teaching part. The next thing we see there, the fellowshipping, fellowship and the breaking of bread. You need fellowship. Even if you don't feel like it. There are many Sunday nights where I do not want to crawl off the couch and head over to the Yearwoods house, even though I love them. They're some of my dearest friends, and I love my community group, but I don't want to get up. And yet I can sit here and stand here before you today and tell you that I've never once, once I've gotten there, been upset that I was there. Does that make sense? Like, I'm lazy, I'm on the couch, I've already preached for the day, I'd rather just coast in through the evening and get to Monday morning, and and yet I roll off of there, and I get in my car, and I go over there, and then I get to see some of my best friends in the world. 
And that's an awesome opportunity. And you guys are part of that. Fellowship is important. We as humans need relationships. And community groups can offer that. It can help facilitate that, right? Luke goes into great depth into what that looks like here in a minute, uh, those last verses that we already read. So we're going to kind of push through that, get into prayers, and then we'll come back there to that fellowship. But prayer, we know, is important. We can acknowledge that. We see it throughout Scripture. We know that the prayer moves the hand of God. John 14 says, whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. Now, obviously, you know, Jesus isn't talking about, okay, God, I, I believe that you could give me a million dollars and that's what I want and that's what I need. No, we're talking about doing prayer in the proper way, praying in, in the, the will and the plan of God. But God desires for us to pray. And, and we see there in John 14 that Jesus is saying prayer is important. And so in community groups, we, we need to have an opportunity, a time to, to stop uh, the, the conversation and move into that next time of prayer and engage with, you th- with, with each other. How can we be praying for you? What are you going through right now? How can we be approaching God for you throughout this week? God, in his sovereignty, he's in control. He still desires for us to pray. It's part of his purpose in our life. I kind of uh, hit on this earlier, but private requests can be easily shared in smaller groups, right? Uh, It's not always appropriate to share here on Sunday morning with every single person that's here what's going on in your life, and yet a community group gives you that opportunity. Praises and answered prayers can be celebrated and tracked, I know a lot of you at community groups have a little, maybe a little prayer journal. You bring it, you jot down people. You're praying through uh, throughout the week for each other and stuff. Like, and then all of a sudden now you see in four or five or six months, sometimes the answers to prayers that you've been praying for weeks and weeks and weeks. And yet I think that's something that God wants us to see. He wants us to be praying for each other. And then he wants us to see uh, the, the answers to those, those prayers. Sometimes life-giving or exciting prayers uh, get to be prayed when you're celebrating what's going on in in your friend's life, in those people that you're doing life with. And that's good. God wants those kind of prayers uh, to be prayed also. So that it's not only the times when things are are at the worst, when you need to pray, uh, but when we're celebrating things. And that gives you an opportunity Last year we see, it says, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. Uh, and, 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 and I think there's an opportunity for us to serve in the community groups where we get to experience what God is doing in our community. The signs and the wonders, the meeting practical needs uh, of, of people outside of our group, but as our group, right? And then in ministries, right? But then also we have an opportunity to meet the needs of those who are actually in our group. But back to the outside, there's power in numbers. If there's something that's on your heart uh, and God is telling you to do something, it's nice to have a group of people who could join in with you and do those things, right? There's power in numbers. But if you try to go and do it on your own, you can't make the same dent or accomplish the same amount 
if you're alone. And so you, you go with your group and you're able to do something and you may be encouraged in your walk with Christ. You're going to get more things done. The community group needs you uh, in, in interacting with other ministries and, and serving. And it also needs you in interacting with each other. God has given you talents. He's given you gifts that you need to be sharing with the church. And we can all do that amongst uh, ourselves at a community group. The relationships that are formed there give us more opportunities for that. We can bless each other. And we can bless the community. We see the community aspect there. And then, like I said, at the end here, um, I really think we see what true Christian fellowship looks like, right? Luke, Luke is showing us here uh, what it looked like in the early church. And again, it's not going to be line for line, sentence by sentence, exactly the same now. Um, but the church in Acts felt like Christ was coming back soon. Right? So that gave him this eternal perspective uh, and, and a reason to belong to this family. And I think that it, we as a church kind of fail in that area to see what we're doing here on a Sunday morning, what we're doing here in our community in light of eternity. And I think a community group can help you do that. We want to take care of each other in the same way that the early church took care of each other. We don't want to always say, well, if you have a need or, you, or you, you need something done for you, go talk to the pastors. Instead, we want to enable you guys as a group and as groups to engage with each other, to be the family. In Acts, we see they literally were selling their stuff to provide for each other. That was tough this week because I was praying through this passage and studying and, and trying to prep this sermon. Uh, you know, how do, what, are my, what are my encouragements going to be? What are my challenges going to be? When I said to myself, you know, do I do that? Am I willing to, to give up something of my own for somebody else's need? Is there anything in my life that I feel is off the table to God that I wouldn't sell, that I wouldn't get rid of to benefit somebody else or that I wouldn't give away? And if there is, is that an area in my heart that I need to grow in? We can meet the physical needs of those in our church through community groups. Community, uh, living life together, knowing each other and helping each other out. And there's power in numbers because none of us uh, have an endless flow of, uh, or a supply of cash uh, and can take care of it, every problem all on our own. No, but as a community, as a group, we can come together and take care of those needs. And most of the time, it's not about dollars. It's not about the money. Most of the things that come up in community groups, uh, it's meeting practical needs, right? It's, it's, it's hospital visits. It's dog sitting, it's meals when needed after a baby or after a, a surgery, right? It's coming over and helping somebody plant their grass or, or digging snow out of somebody's driveway. Or like I said, laying laminate or painting walls. Those are the kind of things that we can do for each other. So again, so we feel like we're a group, we're a community, and we're not living this life all alone.
So as we look at these groups, or this group, the early church, we see that day by day they were attending the temple together, right? As a group, as, a, as community groups, we all come together on Sunday morning. So there might be five or six groups around DuPont that are meeting, uh, and yet on Sunday morning we come together as a group. Now, if somebody from my community group isn't here, and in no way to, to guilt them into being here next week, but I might shoot them a text or give them a phone call. Right? And say, hey, we missed you on Sunday. Everything okay? How can we be praying for you? Is there, is there something we can do to help you? Uh, and, and yet, if you don't know people here at the church, if you're just showing up on Sunday, you're not noticing if they're gone. And on the flip side of that, maybe nobody's noticing when you're gone and when you need something. Pastor Dave and I talk every week about who was here and who wasn't and do we, you know, do we need to engage with it? How can we help this person? What do we find out? But we can't do it alone. We not only need you guys and your help, but I think that God wants you to do that. So we desire that you would be a part of a church that focuses in on the importance of each other and community. So here that we see that they were attending church together. They were attending the temple. They were getting teaching. They were getting to know each other. There was accountability, right? And so for us, for you and I, we need to make attendance at church a priority. Again, not checking off a box, not somehow making yourself, uh, you know, somehow outweighing the good with the bad, but be here because you want to be here and you know that there is value here says they were breaking bread in their homes and, and received their food, right? So we see the idea of breaking bread. Now, this could tie uh, in with the Lord's Supper, which we celebrate every Sunday here at church. But maybe you want to do it in a more intimate fashion with your community group and really look into that final night that the Lord was here on this earth uh, before he was betrayed, right? That could be part of your community group. Fellowship is more than just sitting around and talking, right? We want to create a safe place where we can be vulnerable, and and part of that is getting to know each other. And so a lot of the community groups, not all of them, but a lot of them do a meal or they'll do a snack before or after at the end. Uh, And again, it's an opportunity to sit around and get to know each other a little bit better, creating time and space to grow. The idea of sitting down and having a meal with somebody I, I think that God has planned our, 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 our personalities and our bodies to need a meal, but also to want to engage with people, uh, even those introverts, right? We want to engage with people. We want to get to know people. And I think through eating a meal together, spending time together, creates something special. And I think we can grow in that. We see prayer here. It says they had glad and generous hearts, praising God. Right? Uh, and, and so they were praising God. In our time of prayer, we need to be praising God for who He is and what He's doing in our lives. Um, there are different ways that we can do this in community groups. Sometimes we go around the circle and, and, and we all give requests and then, and then maybe we pray for each other. There's other times where maybe uh, we just take the request and we don't have a lot of time at the end. And so we, we're going to post them uh, in our private realm group so that only our group can see it. And you can pray for each other throughout the week and maybe somebody closes in prayer. Other times we've spent time in silence before the Lord where we can all pray at the same time, but it takes a little bit less time depending on the evening. 
And then, of course, the idea of just giving everybody an opportunity to pray, never feeling forced, but an opportunity to pray. Those are, those are just some ideas that you could have going into community group and maybe even change them up so it doesn't get routine or, or dull. But again, that idea of praying with each other and allowing us to grow in a way uh, that we, we become closer and closer as a community and we know each other in a way that God has called us to know each other. And finally, the idea of serving, right? Having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Uh, again, I see this idea of serving and serving in our community. Um, I can't tell you over the six years that we've been here in DuPont how many people have come because somebody else in this group, in this church, they knew and they knew through the community and they found out that's where so-and-so goes to church. And then they've come and they found a church home. Uh, it's not always the A-frame signs that we all drive by. Even I, I even set them out, and I don't see them when I'm driving through the community, right? We, we know that that's not going to bring everybody in. But here, that idea that they, they had favor amongst all the people. Again, that's one of the reasons we like to do community service. We want the school, we want Chloe Clark to like us. And we've gotten to the place here in six years when they have a need, they come to us and ask if we can fill that need. And we want to do that in the city of DuPont. We want to help out with Parks Department. We want to help out with city government if we can. We want to help out in any way we can so that they know that if, we, if they need somebody, 30, 40, 50 people mobilized to take care of a, a, an opportunity, that they can come to the Grace Works. Right? We want to be known in our community. And, and the goal there is so that people who do not know Jesus Christ yet will find a safe place to come and to get to know him better. We want to be in our community. So again, today was kind of a practical outlook of why we have community groups, what community groups look like, and an encouragement to be a part of a community group. Now, there are quite a few of you that already are in community groups, and that's awesome. And so today, after these next two songs, we're going to end our service, hopefully just a few minutes earlier than we normally would. On the other side of the wall, we're going to have some food. The kids can grab that. They can start playing. But we have some tables set up there with just some information on the groups that are already going. We also have an area where either Dave or I can engage with you if you're interested in opening up your home. There's no way, Pastor Mark, that I'm going to facilitate and ask questions. But I would love to open up my home for a community group. What would that look like? Or maybe you're sitting out there going, there's no way I could open up my home, but I could probably help facilitate or lead a group. Uh, if you fall into either of those categories, uh, Pastor Dave, myself would love to talk to you. Uh, and then... We want to encourage you, if you are newer to the Grace Works, or if you've been attending for a while and you just have been putting this thing off, don't put it off any longer. Get some information on groups and try them out. One final thing I'm going to say, and then I'm going to turn it over to the worship team, is, is the idea of trying on community groups. I do not want you to feel like if you pick one, that's the one you're going to have to keep going to, or I'll feel bad because those people will think I don't like them. If you and your schedule allow you to check out multiple community groups, we recommend that you do it. It's like a pair of shoes. Not every size 12 is going to fit me the same. So I need to put it on. I need to try it on. I need to walk around. And we want to invite you to do that. So out there we have some information, what the nights of the week are, what it looks like, uh, you know, and, and some, some things um, that will give you an idea of when those take place. 
And then we want to invite you over these next few weeks and even months to try out some of the different groups and and pray about that engagement with the groups and uh, and then see if God really helps you land in one of those places.